Welcome to another episode of the SaaS Podcast. I'm your host, Omar Khan, and this is the show where I interview proven founders and industry experts who share their stories, strategies, and insights to help you build, launch, and grow your SaaS business. Today's interview is with Marce Zawajinski. Marce is the co-founder and CEO of Peewick Pro, the business arm of Peewick.org. Peewick is an open source alternative to Google Analytics, which puts users in control of their data, never shares data with other servers, and never sells data for ad targeting. Peewick Pro focuses on providing Peewick cloud hosting and extra paid services for enterprise-level customers. Marce, welcome to the show. Welcome. Thanks for having me. Now, before we talk about Peewick, tell the audience a little bit about yourself. Who is Mache when he's not working? Um, Mache is working quite a lot, but <laughs> he's not working. <laughs> um, he's eager to learn. Uh, I learn about, uh, I learn languages. Uh, I do some sport, especially in winter skiing. Um, I try to spend some time with my girlfriend, uh, going to theater or, or cinema. So, uh, nothing really out of ordinary maybe uh in the summer uh i do some bike marathons uh which is kind of interesting uh uh but not really dangerous <laughs> all right now we like to kick things off with a success quote to better understand what drives and motivates our guests what is one of your favorite quotes um so uh i think maybe it's a, a bit like simple but uh it's a quote by from steve jobs uh the only way to do great work is to love what you do. And I really liked that because that's something that is really close to me. I was never going after money. I was from the very beginning, from high school, I was always doing what's interesting me and the money come after that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I love that quote. And I, I think that that's from his um, commencement speech, I think, right? Um, yeah, I, I believe so. I, I'm not really sure, but uh, I believe it was the commencement speech. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. What were you doing before you got involved with Peewick? Um, so I, I was having a, a startup uh, here in Poland. It was an advertising network. Uh, specifically, it was the first block advertising network on Polish market. And uh, I was seeking a solution to uh, to track uh, the visitors uh, in the network and uh, provide data to advertisers and so on. So I came across uh, the first release of Peewick, which was done by uh, co-founder uh, Matthew Albrecht. Uh, CTO of the company, and he just released the, the first uh, version of Peewick, which was the next version of PHP My Visits, uh, some some PHP script to uh, to plot nice charts uh, with analytics, and that's that's where I found it interesting. I decided to uh, use Peewick as a foundation of my. Uh, at technology system uh, for for data collection and reporting, and I started contributing to Peewick actively, resolving performance issues, uh, adding more features, and that that were really early days of the project. So there were just a couple guys from all over the world uh, contributing to it. We had uh, some first meeting in London. Uh, I think it was uh, two thousand. 
2006 or 2005. And we met each other. Everyone had a job. Everyone was doing something different. And uh, that, that's how PeeWig really started. We, we, we developed the product further. We gained more and more users. And today we, we got like 1 million websites worldwide using PeeWig and, uh, and building the business upon this. Now, I, you know, there's a little bit of irony that I see in there that, um, you know, PeeWig is about never sharing data with other servers, never selling data for tar- ad targeting. And yet you are in a business, in an ad network, which relies on this type of data, right? To be effective. Uh, at, at- yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, what's more, what's even more ironic is that NSA used PeeWig. There was some article, I think, quite a, <laughs> quite a few weeks ago that, uh, or months ago that NSA also uses PeeWig. So, uh, you know, it's like with, you know, tools or guns, you can use it for a good, but you can use it for bad as well. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you got involved with, um, the PeeWig project, um, and you were contributing to that and sort of getting involved with these guys. Um, were you still building the, the ad network? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I continued to work on this business, uh, and uh, it was—I mean, it—it it, it wasn't super successful, but it was successful. Uh, we exited the company after two years. Uh, we were minority shareholders. We got really shitty deal <laughs> with our investor. Uh, so What's, we decided. What, 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 what minority was that? How much did you? Have? Uh, uh, Seventy to thirty percent. So you had the thirty. Okay. Yeah, I mean, we had a 30, but there were three of us. So (laughs) Uh, that was uh, really bad. But um, yeah, I mean, that was exciting. I learned a lot uh, during this time. Uh, And I managed to, at the same time, to contribute and become like one of the uh, pillars of PeeWig during this time. So it was definitely interesting. So how did you guys end up with a 30% share in your company was it just because you really needed uh the money or um it was just the type of investors that you had partnered with i think it was a combination uh we 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 launched this uh just uh without much even savings <laughs> to three friends i mean two to two friends and then the third guy joined us and uh we uh we we ran about uh, one year it on our own, and then we we realized that we, we really need money badly to to get this going. And uh, this investor wasn't taking a, a wasn't investing in startups that uh, uh, where he didn't have majority. Uh, it was kind of strange, but uh, we didn't have really other options at that time, and we didn't really care that much. And that's that's the, the deal that we got. But uh, thanks to that, I I came across Peewick, which is you know, uh, uh, which is uh, really great. And uh, that led to to other uh, things that I'm I'm doing right now. So when did you get um, fully involved with Peewick? Um, so uh, this was a uh, gradual process. So uh, 
once uh, I exited the the ads uh, advertising company that I had, uh, we found it uh, with one of the the friends that I was uh, having, with one of friends uh, that I was working with, uh, a, a software house called ClearCode, uh, and we we focus on software development and uh, uh, mainly in the areas of analytics and ad technology. Uh, and at the same time, I, I was still involved in PWIG and uh, uh, with PWIG, we had more and more success. We got more and more consulting requests. So ClearCode was partly working on uh, some uh, project not uh, related to PWIG and partly on consulting requests that I was handling. And then I had some people to help me uh, to, to, to handle them. Uh, there was no one on the PWIG core team that could uh, help with that. So uh, somehow we, at, at some point, uh, speaking with Matthew, the, the founder of PWIG, we said like, uh, we need to really do something about that because we got companies like Lufthansa or T-Mobile or government of Canada contacting us for services. And we are st- still don't have even a company and we are doing this either as individual consultants or, uh, or either as clear code. So, um, we finalized this uh, around one and a half year ago. Uh, of course, we, we had some, some plans earlier, but we finalized it uh, about one and a half year ago. And uh, as my company, ClearCode, grew by that time to, to 70 or, or 60 people, uh, we, we basically provided the resources needed to uh, develop a cloud product and to support customers because all of that, some people at ClearCode uh, knew PeeWeek very well. And uh, and Matthew contributed help to 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 us to to get going uh, on the uh, from the marketing side to 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 start adding some information about Pewik Pro on, on Pewik website, and that's that's how we how we really started. Uh, we already had a background what customers may need because we were doing for five years consulting services based on Pewik, so it was pretty you know. Uh, Pretty easy start. Uh, easy start. Uh, it's, it sounds really easy that right now we just need to create cloud product, uh, offer consulting services and we'll be starting money. It turned out that it isn't that easy, <laughs> but, uh, I think we'll speak about that <laughs> in a moment. Okay. So, um, so first of all, yeah, I mean, what was the reaction? So you, you guys have been working on an open source project and then suddenly you're, you're trying to make money from this and selling it as a commercial business. What I, I'm sure that caused some challenges for you, right? Um, it's, it wasn't that challenging the, the, uh, for, from the, our image or, uh, community reaction because, uh, community was demanding the services. So there, we had this consulting form in the, like, uh, very beginning and we kept receiving inquiries that people would like to, have uh, some, I don't know, one day consulting or they need some training from PeeWeek and things like that, or they need help and they are willing to pay for that or they are willing to pay for a feature. So it seemed like pretty natural, just uh, incorporate a business which will be official business of PeeWeek, uh, which is incorporated by founders of PeeWeek or key people in PeeWeek. And uh, we never had a bad reaction about that. What was harder is to uh, 
to come up with the services that that really work and really scale because uh, I know already from I, I knew already from from ClearCode uh, that consulting services you can scale only with the headcount and that won't work for Pwik and that was what the what mainly the uh, inquiries from community were just uh, I want to buy a couple hours of consulting. Uh, but this wasn't, I, I knew from the beginning that this, this isn't going to work and we won't be able to scale company and make money, uh, uh, from projects for a couple of hours. So, uh, I come up with initially with the idea of a cloud product, which comes with the support that was quite natural. But on the other hand, uh, our one core differentiator is that you can, uh, host the data on your infrastructure. So. Uh, that w- that could work for some of the clients, but not for the all of the clients. And uh, then the enterprise product that was uh, a bit longer journey and a lot of discussions with different customers, getting feedback. Uh, and it turned out that it it isn't that easy that uh, you have a popular open source product because when we were launching, it was already used by uh, close to a million websites. And it isn't that you just start offering. Uh, services and the, the money will start flow that wasn't that easy uh, but uh, after a year I can say that uh, that we uh, around a year it took to to create an offer that that really started working and uh, and uh, we we see the quite a lot of interest in the enterprise offer from from corporate clients as well as from government clients so Looking back at the early days of starting up this business, what, what do you think was one of the biggest mistakes that you made? Um, there were a couple, I guess. <laughs> first of all, the, the first mistake was that we were a bit too late with that. We should have done it much earlier and we would be probably in a different place today. Uh, so we let this uh, open source project for over the five years and then we started the business. So uh, that's definitely too late. <laughs> and I, I, I'm, I'm not sure why we waited so long. <laughs> uh, the second mistake was that our initial uh, business offer was really complex. We, there were, we created a creator where you can add consulting hours and then you can choose different types of training and all other services, we had almost zero conversion rate on that. <laughs> and uh, I think that, that, that led to some, you know, rethinking of the whole business idea, how to uh, appeal to the enterprise clients and how to, uh, uh, how to reach enterprise clients, uh, which uh, after, after a year led to the, our current offering that, that started to work. So, so I think that's a really interesting point there. I want to talk a little bit more about that. So, what I'm hearing is that, um, you know, you, you were you were providing some similar kind of consulting services for Pweek through your ClearCode business, yeah. right? And you guys were seeing this demand from these uh, Pweek potential Pweek customers, right? Pweek users who were saying, you know, I want to pay for these types of services. Yeah. Um, yeah. But when you actually launched Pwik Pro, um, you found, as you said, your conversion was almost zero because because of the offer. Yeah, I mean, we we tried to like you know we took together what were the most 
uh, common uh, enquiries, and then we put it into nice like creator wizard that you can just click what you want. And we had no conversion on that. <laughs> uh, then we started to simplify, simplify. The more we simplified, the the the, the more we uh, got, uh, the more conversions we got. But that was just the beginning of the problems because we offered things like uh, hourly consulting or maybe a service that was called just setting up PWIC on your server. Uh, but you know, you setting up the software on the server, it cannot be that much expensive. Uh, and we saw that this does not scale, uh, from the business perspective. So right now, what we have, we have four different packages. Uh, so, uh, from the entry level to, to really like, you know, uh, highly priced, uh, pro level. And, uh, these packages, uh, have a set of services that are built like setup and then software updates and, uh, some consulting package for discovery and needs analysis or for setting up the measurement strategy for the client. And with each higher package, you get more and uh, more, more of our services and uh, training. And uh, initially, you get just email support. In higher packages, you've got email and phone support and so on. So, uh, and this package, such packages, because they are yearly uh, plans, you can sell at much uh, higher price than just a service for like one day consulting or uh, setting up PWIC on your server. So how how did you go about figuring out what the right offer and the right packages were for your customers? Were you you know were you testing this? Were you going out and talking to customers? What what what? What process did you go through? Um, yes, I mean, first of all, there was we we spoke with the customers quite a lot, uh, regardless of uh, if we converted them or not. So uh, that was the first input. The second was just, uh, uh, I think, our like knowledge, maybe not even knowledge, just comparing it to competition in other t- t- totally different. Uh, other consulting areas that we that we could find, and uh, pricing I think was uh, quite difficult to figure out. But uh, we did did some research. We saw like what total ownership cost of different web analytics solutions for enterprises, uh, and based on that, we were able to determine what would uh, be our higher end packages like and. Uh, the lower end packages we figured out based on what customers were willing to pay for consulting and other services that we are offering at the moment. Okay. Just scaling them up to yearly packages, let's say. So you you you, repos- you reframe these packages, uh, and then what happened to your conversion? Um, so we 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 started uh, we 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 started to sell these packages. So uh, the inquiries started to convert. Uh, of course, these are enterprise sales, so it's totally different for, than uh, SaaS product, uh, which is our pure cloud product. So it it still takes uh, uh, from two to nine months to close these deals. Uh, but they started to close, and we saw okay. That's where we, we, we are on the right track. And then we just kept improving the offer based on the questions that customer ask uh, or based on the requests that, that were coming from uh, existing customers that we signed up. And uh, we keep improving this offer. Uh, so we, we just, I mean, every, 
uh, I think every six months we 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 try a bit uh, improved iteration uh, based on the feedback that we gather uh, from the last quarters. Now, t- tell me a little. So you mentioned some few names like um, you know Lufthansa. Um, what were some of the other companies you named? Um, uh, Hewlett Packard, um, government of, I mean, that's government, uh, government from government clients. We, we work with government of Canada, government of Netherlands, uh, from the enterprise sex sector, Accenture, um, yeah. Why is I, it I, so? I think I can. I can. Uh, I have still, still some names that I cannot name because they are from banking sector. So we we become become more and more popular in banking. But uh, these uh, clients are very sensitive about uh, when you talk about the technologies that they use. Why are these companies and organizations choosing Peewick and? Not Peewick in particular, but an open source analytic solution versus, you know, uh, why not just use Google Analytics? I mean, you know, mm-hmm. it's got it's got a big company behind it. There's no issues with scaling. There's a lot of resources working on that stuff. Why is it so important for them to do that? Mm-hmm. So uh, there are a couple of reasons. So uh, first of all is privacy. So the open source solution can be installed on the servers within the organization that the organization controls the access to the data. Uh, it's never sent to, uh, it, it never uses the data for third parties. Uh, the other thing is uh, the customer-centric aspect. So uh, with GA, for example, uh, you don't have the the access to the data at the session level uh, or at the visitor level. Uh, and that's where all the BI tools, if you want to connect this data with other data that you have in your systems at the customer level, uh, you, you can never do it with uh, GA. Okay. And, you know, I think... Um... I'm thinking about sort of Google Analytics and uh, most people would say, okay, you know, I'm kind of using software from a trusted organization. Google tells me, you know, they're not going to do any evil. Um, But what are are some of the issues that come along with using uh, a product like Google Analytics? What's happening to my data when I use Google Analytics? And, uh, you first need to uh, separate Google Analytics free and Google Analytics Premium. Uh, Google Analytics Premium uh, is a package that that you need to buy once it, once you cross ten million uh, pages per month or, or, or so. Uh, but let's say that you you use uh, Google Analytics free, uh, but uh, I think everyone knows that nothing comes for free in the world. You just pay with your data. So uh, GA free, and that you can find this in the terms of service. Uh, Google has right to use your data to uh, so-called improve or uh, use it in other Google products. Uh, and mainly where that this is used is, is for advertising uh, or competitive ranking. So basically your data is, is used uh, to uh, know what kind of visitors are on your website and to improve uh, advertising products of Google or uh, to even help your competition uh, that run advertising. Okay. I mean, that doesn't sound too bad. 
Um, it doesn't sound too bad, but uh, many of the companies want to just uh, have the control over the data and uh, can do the, with the data whatever they need. Uh, the other thing you cannot do is the you, you cannot export the raw data, so uh, uh, you don't know like the you don't have the information about every visitor what he perf- what he does on this website, and that could be very valuable if you. Uh, have if you connect this data with your CRM data or other database uh, where you can uh, see which customer uh, was interested in which products on your website or uh, what kind of offer they viewed, who is more engaged with you, who engaged more with your content, who who uh, didn't engage at all with the content. So uh, these kind of things are not possible with uh, with Google. And but you know, I have a lot of respect to their product because, of course, as you said, there is a lot of people working on this product. It's case well. Uh, but uh, you you need to just accept that you pay with the data if you go use the GA three. Okay, let's talk about an incident from a few years ago, which you told me, you know, was a single incident that's kind of haunted you guys for for some time. Um, back in two thousand and twelve, hackers inserted some malicious code into the open source PWIC code. Um, can you tell me a little bit about what happened there? Yeah, yeah, that was uh, really like, you know, this, this haunts us for years. Uh, the problem that we had uh, there was that our uh, website was uh, hosted on, I mean, uh, we used WordPress to, uh, for our website. And uh, unfortunately, at that time, we hosted our software uh, that you download on the same server. So once the hackers uh, broke into the WordPress, they were able to change the file with the latest version of PWIP, which which people start downloading and installing on their servers. Uh, we knew about that within hours, and with, we right away uh, Changed the file and informed the users. Uh, released the statement. Uh, we had some lessons learned, of course, as well. So uh, that the WordPress site is right now on a separate server, and we we never link to the. We never put uh, anything uh, crucial on the server where we have the website. Uh, so so this is this is it will never happen again. But uh, people are, keep asking about this incident because they, there were a lot of articles about that. Uh, and it was a huge issue because uh, we already have a lot of users around the world. And uh, by updating PWIC in that like, short time span of a couple of hours, uh, you, could, you could get infected. Your servers could get, get infected and probably other scripts on your server could get infected as well. And so... Uh, you know what, what kind of um, did did that set your cause backwards? Did did that uh, did people lose confidence in in using Pweek? Um, there were probably people that this just freaked them out and they didn't decide to use Pweek, but uh, it didn't slow down our growth. Uh, so uh, it wasn't like something that set us back for, for a few months. Uh, maybe because there was a publicity and. 
uh, this uh, uh, there was an offset of like they the people people were talking about Pewik, which brought new customers, and only some of them were discarded because this was a security issue. So uh, it wasn't that bad, but we still keep uh, receiving inquiries from some clients, and they ask like, "Is your software secure?" And we have like. I mean, security of our software, uh, as well as privacy, these are two core values of the component of the, of the project. So we, we have a lot of, uh, pressure on, put on security, especially we, we run a bug bounty program. So whoever, uh, finds a valid security bug, uh, is rewarded, re- rewarded, uh, with cash, uh, so this this brings uh, security researchers from all over the world to check our software. Uh, we also run uh, external security audits for major releases. So we we pay for an audit before a security company performs it and uh, sends us recommendations uh, or, or potential issues, as well as every commit that is merged to the core PWIC is reviewed uh, by uh, one of our senior staff uh, to, to scan for any potential security issues. So um, we had really great process for keeping the software of the security and that wasn't uh, uh, even the, the, the issue that we have in 2012 wasn't the issue with the bug in the software. It was the issue with our website which was run by WordPress. So Okay, um, okay. And and there have been no issues since then. No, right? there have been no issues since then. Um I yeah, there wasn't there wasn't there weren't any issues since then. Of course we fixed some security issues in the software, but they weren't uh critical and they weren't malicious code run. Uh simply the normal uh, cycle of releases and like we fixed some issues that 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 uh that were uh submitted by the researchers and we paid them back bounties. So uh that's a continuous process to improve the quality and the security of the product. How many contributors do you have working on the PWIC project? Um so uh total contributors is uh more than 80 people uh but a lot of them there are really small contributors that uh contribute translations or contribute to our uh device detection library actually it may be even more than 80 because we separated these projects on GitHub to make them uh useful for people for other open source projects so for example we have a separate project for our device detector library or for uh for our tracker uh so the the actual number of contributors may be a bit a bit more uh but as i said we we have the small contributors that contribute just uh just translations uh update libraries or update the catalog of search engines or social sites in Pewit. uh and we have these bigger contributors that that contribute actual code or develop plugins for Pewit that 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 we publish on our marketplace so uh the developer uh, community is growing and we know that for a fact that uh this is just a fraction of people that are working with Pewit because uh with every business contact we see uh that there are people in companies and sometimes in big companies that they develop their own plugins for their internal use and they never shared it uh uh publicly so 
probably there is much, much more people, uh, but we have no way to, to know how many actually developers are involved uh, in NLP week related work. Let's talk a little bit about uh, the cloud hosting uh, part of the business. Now, earlier we talked about, you know, we said, hey, one of the most attractive things for PWIC users is that they can take this product and they can self-host it. They can put it on their own servers. Mm -hmm. So, you know, providing a cloud hosting offering for, for this software seems like one of the last things that would make sense for your customers, right? So mm. why why would did that become a part of the offering? Um, actually, it's the, it, it is not really the case because for some countries, uh, it's important to host the, especially here in Europe, uh, it's important for uh, uh, people to host the data within the country or within the European Union. Uh, uh, later is the case uh, mostly. So there are some privacy regulations that in European countries that say that you should not host your data outside of EU. And uh, that was the first thought why we should run the uh, cloud product. Uh, of course, it wasn't uh, the, the only cost that people, the only uh, uh, argument why people choose P with cloud because we see a lot of, for example, American customers using uh, PWIC Cloud, and we have a data center in US uh, hosting PWIC Cloud for them as well. So uh, it looks like people just like the products very much. They like the interface. They like the simplicity of PWIC. They like the features of PWIC. And they like the features that, that they get in PWIC that they don't get in other products. Uh, and they don't want to uh, have this uh, technical, they don't have the technical knowledge or they simply don't want to uh, do on their own installation and maintenance and updates and they sign up for PWIC Cloud because it's easy and it's uh, uh, cost effective. Uh, and they have PWIC with our support and high availability infrastructure for PWIC. So... Uh, it's, uh, I think that's the, that's the most what people are really, uh, why they are signing up for PWIC Cloud currently. Okay. What sort of revenue are you guys doing with the PWIC Pro business? Um, so we did, uh, close to half a million in the first year. Uh, the current numbers and the current plans are, are higher, but I think that, that's, that's, that shows, uh, how, uh, that, that we had already customer base that we could just uh, start the business and in the first year uh, get these numbers. Um, right now, uh, we'll be heading for uh, this year for, for probably tripling this. Tripling that in the second year? Yeah. yeah. Wow. And are you, are you profitable? Uh, yes, we are profitable right now. Uh, we are, we're just, we just passed the break even point. And most importantly, what sort of stake do you have in this company? Um, sorry, what do you mean? 
Uh, I mean, do you have an investor who has seventy percent of your business? No, no, no. We we are <laughs> we 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 own the company. We don't have uh, an investor. We do, we bootstrap the company uh, by our own. Uh, even though that uh, I keep receiving the LinkedIn invites from ven- various venture capital firms, uh, at least let's say once a month or once every two months. Awesome. Is there one part of your business or one product offering or one thing that you guys are, are working on that you're most excited about right now? Um, so, uh, yes, I think what's, uh, I mean, right now the, the product over the last few months was mainly about the stability and improving the performance because uh, we are really agile in, in releases in our products. So every month we release a new version. And uh, while we were adding features, uh, it was a bit too fast paced. And we, we just uh, decided, uh, I think around November, that we'll have this stability phase for, for, uh, for a couple of months just to... Um, uh, just to uh, improve the product uh, performance and stability. Uh, and that's about to finish. And we have a couple of exciting things. So one of the things that we want to work on is A-B testing. Uh, so some integrated A-B testing product in the PWIC. And the other thing, uh, more like a, this is more uh, a bit longer term goal, maybe one to two years, is uh, get more involved in uh, measuring Internet of Things, or we call it measure anything. So we don't want to measure just a website and mobile apps like we do today, but we want to be able to uh, me- measure almost anything that that's, uh, generates some data in PWIC. And I think that's personally my favorite and most exciting thing that, that we'll be working on. Cool. Now, looking at like the PWIC cloud product, for example, are you still targeting enterprise customers for that? Or, or is, is that sort of a more broad offering? So if, um, if somebody's listening out there who has a startup, is that something that they should be considering when they think about analytics for their business? Um, so yeah, cloud cloud is more targeted at uh, uh, smaller businesses and medium businesses, but it does not uh, uh, end with that. We have customers that on the cloud that track more than fifty million events uh, a month, uh, which is quite a lot. Uh, and this is this these are no longer uh, small medium businesses. So. Uh, I think most of our customer base, though, is still uh, small, medium businesses. And uh, by starting analytics in your business, you can learn a lot. And with PWIG and with support, you can uh, definitely have deeper insights, uh, even on the smaller traffic audiences, because you have this customer level data and you can look into each separate you know, visit and analyze how they uh, how they interacted with the, your content. Uh, and what's more, we have some, you know, ready to use integrations. So it's super easy to, um, to get started and, uh, start using PWIC and then reaching out to us, uh, to learn more or to, to do some custom, uh, 
custom use cases which we t- which we also support so we sometimes for some uh, smaller custom i mean mainly we we do it for enterprise customers but we work with some startups on building custom solutions upon Pewik as well to support their uh their their business case uh, especially if they are going to use Pewik as a foundation of uh of their analytics product okay all right, Maciej, it's time for our lightning round. I'm going to ask you a series of questions and I'd like you to answer them as quickly as you can. Are you ready? Yeah, ready. All right. What's the best piece of business advice that you ever received? Um, when you want to launch a product and you want to be a founder of your company, you need to be able to sell your product. What book would you recommend to our audience and why? Uh, Predictable Revenue by Aaron Ross. It tells you how to organize sales in your startup, in your organization. What's one attribute or characteristic in your mind of a successful entrepreneur? Uh, Passion for what you are doing. What's your favorite personal productivity tool or habit? Um, I could could name a few. Uh, Probably the most important are zero zero inbox and uh, Kanban boards for planning. If you had to start over tomorrow, what type of business would you go and build? Uh, I would build uh, something in advertising industry. I believe there is plenty of things to be done in advertising technology. Uh, alternatively, I would go for finance industry and uh, blockchain payments, uh, digital currencies, because I think there, there is a big future there as well. What's an interesting or fun fact about you that most people don't know? Um, I'm trying to learn German since I was a kid. <laughs> and right now I'm, that's my eighth try or ninth try. And I think it will be successful. <laughs> you know, I'm, uh, I'm, my wife is Puerto Rican and uh, we've been married for almost 15 years and, and my Spanish still sucks. So, um, <laughs> you know, it's, uh, it's not as easy as it sounds learning a new language. Um, and finally, what is one of your most important passions outside of your work? Um, so recently it's, uh, the first passion is, is, is basically doing sport and staying fit. But, uh, recently I, I start to learn a lot about finance and, history of financial market, history of central banking. Uh, and I, I, I start to be like really uh, digging deeper and deeper into this topic. So I could probably tell it's become recently my passion uh, to learn about this. <laughs> All right. Great. Maja, I want to thank you for joining me today and sharing your uh, experiences, insights with our audience. And, and thank you for letting us get to know you a little better personally as well. Now, if folks want to find out more about Pewik or Pewik Pro, or they want to get in touch with you, what's the best way for them to do that? Um, I think the best way is just to go to pewik.pro uh, or drop me an email at m at pewik.pro. Awesome. Maciej, thanks again, and I wish you continued success. Yeah, thank you very much. Cheers. <laughs>